This is Podflix, episode 189. I'm Nish. I'm Paul. Nope. Nope. I don't think, yeah, he's, I don't, I don't think he's there. Yeah, I don't think Willie's here. Huh. I guess we're going to do this one without him. Yep. It's just the two of us, Nish. Are you going to sing it? Just the no. two. All right. We have to pay. Them, <laughs> I mean, you right? can sing it. I can't nah, sing it. We got to. We got to pay. Uh, we got to pay for the rights. Can't do that. Yeah. No. 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 Willie today. It is just uh, me and Paul um, discussing the movie that everybody has been talking about from 2022. <sighs> That's right. We went out. We saw it. Death on the Nile. The Hercule Poirot. <laughs> Uh, is this movie from 2022? It is actually from 2022. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yep, I'm, I'm fairly All sure. Right. It's, hold on, <laughs> now, now you said that I got to check. Yes, Wikipedia: Death on the Nile is a 2022 mystery film. It uh, it's a mystery, all right. It was released in on February 11th in the United States. So hmm. as we record, it is not all that old. Um, but it's old enough to be streaming. Lest you think that we recorded this all the way back in like February or something. And if not, or lest you think yet. we went to the movie theater. Yes, that too. To see Death on the Nile. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, Death on the Nile uh, is a, uh, it's an adaptation of a Agatha Christie uh, um, uh, novel, a, a fairly famous one. And um, it is also a sequel in the, burgeoning agatha christie verse that that uh they they actually want to make something like an agatha christie verse kind of thing i i looked i looked into this after we watched this movie but we'll get to that um this is a sequel of sorts to uh murder on the orient express uh which was the first one of these kind of new agatha christie movies that came out i don't know a few years ago 2017 i mean i think pretty clearly a sequel right i mean it has yes yes yeah no it, it i i guess i just meant it is not like it doesn't continue the story of what happened in murder on the orient express uh Perot doesn't get off the train they're like right. well that's the end of that <laughs> it's trip a direct, on the orient express it's a get- have you seen the the 20 whatever whatever it is 2018 or 2019 murder on the orient express no, I didn't. I, I did want to watch it, and then I discovered uh, that you could only pay for it. You will There's, be I couldn't find. You will be delighted anymore. to know that at the end of the movie, they tease Death on the Nile like Batman Begins style. Like, have you seen it? Yes, I have seen it. And 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 at the end of it, they it it doesn't really fit because in as we'll get into in this movie, um, there is no murder as of yet. <laughs> when the movie starts and the murder takes place during the movie while pro is kind of around everybody. Um, but at the end of uh, murder on the Orient express, like someone approaches him um, to ask him to take a case about a suspicious death on the Nile. <laughs> and, then, and he's like, I'll, he's like, I'll look into it or something. Like that. I forget what he says. I wish, I wish this was like, I, uh, <laughs> It really would have made this movie better if, like, the first third of the movie happens, and then he's like, "Oh, I have to go catch a train," and like <laughs> the whole other movie happens, and he comes back. He's like, "Whoo! All right, I'm back." Right. Like, what I missed? <laughs> Man, was that a crazy train ride? <laughs> that would be awesome. So, um, so Death on the Nile is uh, directed by uh, and produced by Kenneth Branagh, and he also stars in the role of Hercule Poirot, who's one of the famous uh, detectives that uh, Agatha. Future in Agatha Christie novels, 
Um, and it also features a lot of other people as, you know, kind of the, the various cast members, um, you know, who are sort of the suspects. You know, this is kind of one of your typical, like, whodunits where you have kind of a cast of carrier uh, carriers <laughs> cast of characters <laughs> all of whom you know have a possible motive towards killing the victim you know and he has to figure out kind of you know what actually happened right it's an old-timey very long episode of columbo yes that's it's kind of well, well well said very well said it's a reference all the kids understand exactly exactly all you columbo heads out there now you know um did you like columbo paul um i did like colombo actually too. i loved um, colombo i had a grandfather who really liked colombo and every time we visited him he was he would watch colombo and i would watch it with him and got into it a little bit it's it's very funny i got into it a little bit and then my parents got into murder she wrote in a huge way so i ended up watching also a lot of murder she wrote um so Big on the uh, big on those mystery detective someone yeah. got murdered shows. No, no, it's great. Yeah, I was always much more into Columbo. I have a good friend who is like has watched like every Columbo and every murder she wrote as well. So like okay. is yeah, just like a walking encyclopedia of those two shows. Columbo was on like forever, wasn't it? Because it was, but it wasn't. I... It wasn't like you know, like Murder She Wrote actually was like on like CBS and like like regular episodes all the time. Like it had full seasons for like I don't know, twelve seasons or something. It like ran forever. Columbo ran for years and years and years, but every year, every season was like six episodes, and they were long. They were like mini yeah. movies. They were like they were like uh -huh. eighty minutes or something like that, or maybe even ninety minutes. Um, so it was almost like it, it was weird because like you don't really. I can't think of too many th things that were like shows that way. Like it was almost like it, it wasn't a limited series either because it, it didn't have any kind of arc. You know, every episode was an episode. So, right. yeah, it was weird. It was like its own thing, kind of. I just remember like how young Peter Falk looked at the beginning and how old he was at the end. Right. And and it definitely I think it ran. I'll, I should look this up, but it definitely ran for like, I don't know, four or five seasons when he was really young. And then it like went away for a while. And then it came back oh, like, as, yep, yep. there was also you'll you'll you will love this. You know, there was also a show called Mrs. Columbo for a little while that what? that became a regular show and it ran for like a season, I think. And they like retooled it midway through. It was like one of those that was like, but Mrs. Wait, is, yeah, no, no, you're, is, it his, you're, is it his wife or is this like a Ms. Pac-Man? No, situation? no, no, you're going to love this. Um, to the mom? What is no, it? no, no. So so if you, you if you know Columbo, you know that in the all through Columbo, really, but definitely in the earlier episodes, he's always referring to his wife. You never see her, he's, but, right. but she's almost like a character because he's always talking about stories about his wife or, you know, my wife is going to wonder, you know, all, all kinds of things. The conceit of Mrs. Columbo, hold on, hold on to your hat here, is that Mrs. Columbo has divorced <laughs> Columbo. <laughs> I don't know who came up with that idea to start it off that way. And she is like going out on her own and she's like going to be a private detective or something like that. I, I'm, I'm probably getting a little of this wrong. But like, this is what I remember. Oh my God. And Mrs. Columbo. So this is I think it's like early 80s, 81 or something like that. Mrs. Columbo played by Captain Janeway. Kate, no. Kate Mulgrew is Mrs. Columbo. Oh, my God. I have to watch I this know, show, right? I have no idea if it's Wait. like streaming somewhere or not. But, so is he is the implication there that like Columbo's just making up stories about his <laughs> wife who divorced I, him? I don't think that's the intent, but I think it is wild that that is what they chose. Like they wanted to make it Mrs. Columbo 
and then like oh wait oh there yeah mrs colombo oh it got did it get retooled to do kate colombo yes yeah and and i think did they change the story or something like that when they retooled oh, it oh man it is not available fucking anywhere yeah that's too bad if, like it, it like the thing that i have you can check and it, it says like even like what services you have and it's like not only is it not available on any of my services it's not available on any services period right oh i would love to watch this show i want to watch now oh man I, how can we never get a show that had peter falk and kate mulgrew in it together right right exactly okay okay so i'm so <laughs> this is great this is amazing um so so no i apparently so i got it a little wrong apparently what what it's saying is that she was in the show she was married to him in the beginning when it was mrs colombo which makes sense because you know her name's mrs colombo um and then when they retooled it they gave her a divorce at that point changed her last name um you know it's her maiden name i guess and then they eventually changed the whole name to like kate loves a mystery because they figured like the trying to tie it into Columbo thing kind of wasn't working. So they kind of wanted to make it. Oh its my own God. Thing. And then it says, it's also speculated that the reason they like changed it to like, get it away from Columbo is that Kate Mulgrew was only 23 years old when this aired, oh which, which meant that Columbo would have married like a 12 year old. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my God. Networks were just I ridiculous. Once upon I a need time. to find a way to watch this. Yeah. That's so That's awesome. Anyway, that was a digression. But, um, <laughs> but so so this movie, um, let's uh it, it I'll we'll we'll mention some of the people at stars as we kind of go through sort of the story or talk about different people. But um basically the the main thrust of the of the movie is um Poirot is in Egypt. Um, ostensibly on holiday that kind of becomes something else later but um and he meets his friend book uh who is this uh this this guy who actually <clears throat> helped to not run but like he i don't know what his job was but he's in murder in the orient express is that that is the other linkage between the first movie and the second is that he's his friend mm -hmm. who like kind of helped run the train or something like that but he kind of helps him with his investigation <laughs> um what do you do i help run the train i don't remember what you sure you do like, sonny like, like he was like a booking agent or something like that I don't, I don't know what he was um but anyway um so he, he meets him there and wait was there a very funny exchange about how the the bookers they book no i don't not not that i remember it feels like the kind of movie that would yeah, have that were, kind yeah of they were missing that it. yeah um so uh book invites poirot to uh go go with he and his mother to on to kind of this wedding party or the, to kind of celebrate the wedding of these two uh individuals um simon doyle and uh lynette ridgeway who are basically uh lynette ridgeway is this heiress more or less i mean meaning she's you know very rich not literally but she's i don't know maybe she's the heiress to something i can't remember they keep talking about her Doesn't dad matter. mr ridgeway like making a lot of money but anyway uh she is played by gal gadot and then um her husband because they've just been married simon doyle is played by army hammer um interesting choice keeping this movie with army hammer as you know not we're gonna spoil this anyway turns out to be kind of a psychopath so um <laughs> go figure i know who would have guessed <laughs> roly was born to play um so um 
they are there are a number of guests there with them um and uh you know they're kind of various levels of weirdness and saberiness and um the big thing is that um just six weeks prior uh, Lynette and Simon only met six weeks prior and they met because um Lynette was introduced to Simon by her then fiance and best friend of Lynette um Jackie de Belfort um and so obviously there's been some drama because in that six week period obviously Simon and Jackie broke up um Simon and Lynette got engaged and got married and now they're here on their honeymoon and Jackie is like following them around and like kind of making them nervous because she's kind of unhinged she feels like Simon still loves her and that's not kind of how Poirot gets kind of pulled into this a little bit because they you know sort of a few people ask him repeatedly to kind of like protect uh Lynette and Simon from Jackie or just watch over Jackie to make sure she doesn't do anything stupid and um the whole group of people end up kind of going on sort of this honeymoon cruise down the Nile um on this on this really you know pretty cool river boat uh river boat they're going to basically like Abu Simbel and the Aswan uh, uh I was gonna say Aswan Dam but that didn't exist yet uh Aswan and like all these places on the Nile um and then when that ha- while that happens there is a murder and basically on on the boat and uh Poirot has to kind of figure out what happened and we, we can kind of go from there so how familiar are you with you know Hercule Poirot and Agatha Christie's novels and stuff like that in general so i've never read any of the novels i was somewhat familiar i i i'm familiar with the character of Poirot um my parents used to watch like there was a I don't know if it was like BBC or whatever, but it was always on like PBS, right? There was yeah, this like it was a old, BBC show. Yeah, there was yeah, exactly with uh with David Suchet, who's uh, what is he? He's the bad guy in one of these movies, and I can't remember which one now. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm, I, I won't spend too much time on it. Patriot Games, I don't know. It's like one of those things. Um, anyway, he's he's like a he's like a bad guy terrorist. That's that that's what I always remember him from. We have to look it up later. Anyway, he plays Poirot. Basically, what I knew about Poirot is like he's he's a deductive genius and he has a huge mustache. That's like those are always the things that like you know about yep. Poirot. That's that's all I knew. And I've also seen the old Murder on the Orient, Ex- Orient Express, the one from the seventies. I want to say early seventies. All right, yeah. I mean, I didn't I didn't really know anything. Like I've heard of the old show, and and basically like you, like he is, you know. He's got he's got a mustache and he's a really good detective. Right. Um, that's about what I knew. Uh, or you know, private investigator or whatever. Um and I was not expecting this movie to start the way it did. Let's let's start there. Sure. Sure. So I, I have I had interesting feelings about the beginning of this movie. Because okay, so the movie begins in a flashback to World War One, and you see a young Poirot um basically using his deductive powers to kind of save his company um they're they're ordered to like take a bridge yeah the digitally de-aged kenneth brano looks pretty good it was really good like it was good the black and white it was good enough that i didn't register that that like couldn't really like like i didn't really think about it until like until it faded to like the current present day paro and it was like oh yeah kenneth brano's old like like that's like that's like Kenneth Branagh like that's how Kenneth Branagh looked in like the 90s um right yeah exactly yeah no I thought it was really good maybe the black and white helps a little bit with that I think so yeah but yeah yeah because this this flashback is all in black and white but yeah basically he um he 
saves his company uh, like they have to like it, they have to do some really dumb world war one-ish kind of shit where they have to like take some bridge even though it's like you know who the hell knows why they have to take the bridge and they're all gonna die right. and they all know they're all gonna die um but he you know figures out like you know that the that you know through careful observation that the wind's going to be blowing the right way that it'll cover their entrance and basically like it it saves like many many people it does not however save his captain his his commanding officer who is clearly someone he idolizes and who has a giant mustache um and he dies and then poirot ends up in the hospital and he's got he's like kind of disfigured um his one side of his face is is fairly disfigured from like the shrapnel from from the bomb that blew up his commanding officer and you meet his um his fiance i guess right like they're not married i don't yeah but they are they are to be married now so i had a question for you a couple well a couple questions one like i think that back that backstory is not an agatha christie's i believe right yeah i i I believe you're correct i I think that was invented for this i i I will go so far as to say this is maybe getting a little you know ahead of myself but in this whole movie poirot is fairly vulnerable emotionally mm-hmm. throughout this movie and i think that is also very much invented like i don't think this book has that subtext like i think they decided they wanted to like show a human side of him yeah i i didn't like this explanation of like he can't just be a guy who like first of all like big mustaches weren't always super weird right. um and like so we didn't need this like complicated reason for him to wear a mustache um and the thing I kept getting over was like, man, he is like, not like two-faced level of injured, but like not that far away. And it's like, he would need a much bigger mustache to actually cover yeah, I, what the I damage did think they about that. I did think about that. One thing that I thought was interesting. So like I had, I had seen some stuff about this movie and they, and most things had referenced the fact that there was this like, like, did we really need a mustache origin story? Um, I didn't really see the beginning so much. Like, like I didn't like from reading that, I thought it was literally going to be like one of these, like, you know, one of these fan servicey things like you see in like the, like the star Wars prequels where it's like, did you ever wonder how this person met that person? Here they are like that kind of thing. And it wasn't like that. Like, I think there was a deeper reason for that thing. Like the whole mustache thing, like it, like, because the, you know, not to get the intention, I'm not going to say they succeeded at this entirely. But the intention is that the mustache is like a metaphor for him closing himself off emotionally. And it's why at the end of the film, he shaves his mustache off. At the, at the very end, he's going to see her. It's like his kind of he's he's putting himself out there a little bit in his own way. Yeah, which I which I don't like because it's like, oh, let's take the one of the two things everybody knows about this character and take it away. I do agree with that. Yes, I, I don't think I don't think there was any reason for this at all. Although I didn't mind like the little thing like like it was cool seeing him young and I didn't mind like the stuff up to that where it was like just showing his powers of observation, even as a young man kind of thing. Like, no, I like, didn't like, mind that. Yeah, either. Like that part was fine, but I, I agree. It was unnecessary. I didn't see it as like the laughable thing that I think like reading through it, I expected to see. I was like, this wasn't like silly, silly. It was just kind of unnecessary. And I do agree with you that it was like, I like the, the injuries he has don't match up with like, like the mustache is covering a little of that. Sure. But like, there was yeah. like his whole side of his cheek like yeah yeah, yeah um yeah i thought that was i thought that was weird and also it strikes a weird tone because 
like you you really get the sense in the rest of the movie like Poro is supposed to be very he's 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 like intentionally off-putting and like a little bit goofy and like he's very he's very particular about certain things and it and it and he has this like way about him like he like like I was kind of you know serious about Colombo and the fact that like it's easy for people to not take him seriously even though he's like a super excellent detective right but the tone of that doesn't match like the guy who like fucking like lost his commander in war and got his face disfigured, disfigured right, right, and then right. lost his wife and then like all this right. stuff. It's also kind of interesting because like like the the move the Columbo comparison even further. Like Columbo, like it, it's the, the one difference which I think is a little weird in a way is that it's like Columbo, like Columbo isn't this like internationally famous person. Like he, even though he gets all these you know he gets his man all the time it's like it's not like in in most episodes maybe it's not always the case but in most episodes columbo it's not like as soon as he comes on the case like they're like the great lieutenant columbo huh or like something like that whereas like with pro very much so like they make a point of that in the beginning when they oh yeah big point of it where it's like everyone's like mobbing him about like you know how did you know like whatever the heist was that he solved or something in the beginning they're like making reference to like it's like he is he is very very famous at least among like the elite like everyone knows who he is and that it feels a little weird like that it's like like i understand why they wouldn't take him seriously in a way because he's like like you said like kind of very particular and silly in a certain way um but then on the other hand they all know his reputation so it's like that makes for like a weird combination a little bit it it totally does and i wanted to ask since you saw murder on the orient express does is there any does the wife his wife i forget her name character's name does she appear or is she spoken about in that movie? Not that I remember. No. So this like because I got the sense that like they really are trying to flesh out the character a lot. In right. This movie. I, I feel like in in the if, if I remember correctly, and it has been a while since I've seen it um, in the fir- in Murder on the Orient Express, like he is very much like just that he is the detective. He is the greatest detective. And it's like it's like, you know, you, you know, next to nothing about him otherwise. You know, like yeah. like very much, you know, to, to use another whodunit that that we've seen, which obviously has a very different tone, like the way that Benoit Blanc is in Knives Out, where it's like he's kind of a force unto himself, but you don't know anything about him at all. Right. Yeah. And that and that like that was my expectation going into this movie. Like that's that's the kind of character we were going to get there. Right. And it, it's I mean, I'm not going to say I don't know. I, part of me feels like if Kenneth Branagh wanted to do this, like. Okay, but then don't be Poirot. Like, just sure. make a new, be a different character. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah I, I know what you mean. I, I definitely feel like I don't, I don't mind. Like, like one thing I'll say right off the top is like I think Kenneth Branagh did a fairly good job in this movie with with his role. Like, like he was, you know, it it was it wasn't. I I didn't think it was as like Kenneth Kenneth Branagh sometimes sometimes intentionally so obviously given his his characters but he can be a bit showy and i didn't mm-hmm. actually feel like he was too showy here like i thought he like underplayed things at, at certain times in, in a way that i liked a fair amount but in terms of yeah i i agree like in terms of just the character itself it's like this isn't really what i was looking for from Poirot. like i i would rather yeah, yeah it just be more the cold calculating like you know these are the clues like i follow them to where they go kind of thing Right, and those are the parts of the movie I liked the best yeah. when he was essentially in that mode. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that yeah. that's kind of what you look for, right? It's like that that's the pleasure of these types of movies are like, you know, kind of like ferreting out like, you know, this clue and that clue and like people's hidden motives like here and there. And and it would come Which, in flashes like there were there's a couple points midway through the movie when he like, you know, can re- rattle off all the reasons why each person would have wanted uh um Lynette who's you know Gal Gadot's character is the one who gets killed and um you know why they would want her dead and then like obviously at the end when he like kind of lays out what actually happened right um which brings me to like the next thing I wanted to mention which is like holy crap like this like the first I don't know at least third but maybe half of the movie is like setting up the situation yeah oh yeah like they don't even get on the boat for forever yeah I was surprised like it's like the it's it's a two-hour movie basically and yeah the murder takes place I think around the one hour mark um it's crazy yeah it was crazy how long it went I I agree um the uh sometimes that's needed a little bit because you need to you know you're setting up a little bit like how the characters are with the person who ends up being the victim and you know kind of the relationships a little and that ties in a little bit to like you know what may happen later but i do feel like that's done to greater effect in um in murder on the orient express i'm not saying murder on the orient express is a great movie either but it's much more what you're looking for i would think paul by the way so yeah I, i would definitely give that a shot um hmm. it's got also a very big cast and probably a better one on the whole um and 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 probably a more satisfying like just payoff and 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 that kind of thing generally so yeah but anyway <laughs> yeah I, I, like it did feel like like it it was it was a long enough setup that like at a point i was just like this movie is called death on the nile they're not on the nile and no one's died yet like what is going on in this movie yeah um i also feel like so okay so 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 the the end here's you know what what ends up having happened is um you know the murder is committed actually by her husband who is the one person who he's not interviewing the whole time but who's actually kind of sitting in on the interviews with him when he's interviewing each of the um other you know uh passengers as to you know what they were doing and you know at the time of the murder and what could have happened and you know why they did this or didn't do that um and he did it you know with in collaboration with his ex-fiance the the woman who's been chasing them it turns out that this was like a plan of theirs the whole time that he never actually loved gal gadot's character lynette but he was going to marry her then she was going to die he was going to inherit her money and then at some point you know a little down the line they'd run off together um this was kind of always sort of always the plan and I guess one thing that I didn't really love about that was that I <clears throat> usually in these movies, if not, not in some kind of like, I don't know, like big, big twist kind of way. But like, if you go back, you can see a little more like the tension that would have had to be there in some small way between Lynette and Simon. And like, mm-hmm. that's not there at all. Like, like you can kind of, I, I, I mean, I didn't go back and look or anything, but like, from what I remember, like she doesn't suspect him in any way, shape or form before she dies. Right. And he never has any point where he acts anything other than loving toward her that, that, that you can see, like, there's never any like momentary thing that would make you like wonder. And so it, mm-hmm. it feels like if you don't know the story or anything, it feels like it comes out of left field a little bit in a way that's kind of like, that you don't expect these two a little bit. Like, I, I, I think the explanation of what happened 
is pretty satisfying. Like it makes sense. And it's yeah. like, Oh yeah, like that, that's good. Like he, he gets these people out of the way. He goes, he runs with the gun here. Like that, the, the maid saw him, he runs back, he shoots himself in the, in the you know, in the knee with the handkerchief. And that's why the handkerchief was gone. Like everything fits together that way. Like I have no issue with that, but like the motive part, like it's like, I get the motive, but like, it doesn't really fit the characterization of him in particular. I feel like. Yeah, I agree with you because I think for me, for stories like this to be satisfying, there has to be enough there that when everything is revealed, you can at least look back and go, oh, I get it. And I always hated the the mystery stories where they literally don't give you enough information to even have a chance of figuring it out. Right. And it's just like, oh, well, here's some information that you, the audience, have no way of knowing. Right. Congratulations. The, the very smart detective figured it out. It's like, that doesn't feel fair. Right. Um, not that, like, again, like, and we've talked about this, not that, like, I try to figure stuff out, but, like, you're thinking about it, right? And and then instead of having that moment of, like, oh, I, oh, I get it. Right. Sure, sure, sure. It was more like, wait, what? Really? Right. Um, Though, but what I do like about the explanation, what I thought was interesting was essentially it means like Jackie is like truthful the whole time, like because he she keeps showing up and and um, people keep intercepting her and he keeps saying no like he loves me he loves me like that's this kind of love like doesn't just go away like we're destined to be together and it turns out like yeah, yeah he's like, she's right yeah, like he like, does still is, love that her is absolutely true and she knows it and yeah. he knows it the whole, right. the whole time and they're just kind of playing this whole thing. Um, so, yeah, and, and so I the, the the parts of the movie that worked the best for me were all the interviews. Yes, that he does. Yeah, yeah, with all the because various it, different it, people. It gives each of the actors a little chance to shine and like show off their own thing, which is kind of again one of the joys of these kinds of movies is you cast like a big cast and then like they all kind of have their own little quirks and like yeah, there's some good you know some decent people in this movie and you know various roles so like books mother is played by annette benning um oh yeah yeah and um uh i'm trying to remember some of the other people uh jennifer saunders um who i remember from absolutely fabulous when i was like a kid is is like uh lynette's godmother who's like a communist or something like she's always like railing about like the 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 uh yeah and and then yeah and then her like comedy partner don french um on, on a lot of like uh british things is like her well literal partner really and and like yeah like quote unquote nurse but actually like lover um and then who else uh, and pretty uh, practically unrecognizable russell brand has is uh is um the the ex-fiance of uh of uh lynette the, who the, the i doctor. generally don't yeah who i generally don't like um either as a person or as an actor. Sure. Um, he was fine in but, this, though, because he wasn't Russell Brand. Was, well, that's what I was going to yeah. say. Like, this is his least, like, Russell Brand, like, role. Like, he's playing it, quote-unquote, very straight. Absolutely straight. This. You would not know it was Russell Brand if it didn't, you know, kind of look like Russell Brand. Like, it's still Russell Brand's eyes, you know? It's like, and, like, eyebrows and stuff. But it's like, you know, he's got, like, this beard and, like, very straight hair. And like you said, he plays it completely straight. Yeah, and he was not bad. Like no, he, not bad like, at all. Should do more roles like that yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was one of the more likable characters. I feel like when you were like, you kind of felt bad for him. And I never, I never thought at any point that he was actually the murderer. Like he was, right? Like he just seemed like kind of a stand-up guy uh, overall. Um, yeah. Who else? Uh, Letitia Wright 
Shuri is in this and Sophie mm-hmm. Okanedo. Um, and they're this kind of, uh, what aunt and niece kind of, uh, entertainer team. Like she's, she's a blues singer and then, uh, and yeah, entertainer and manager. Right. Exactly. Team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were interesting. I don't know how I felt about them. Like I like, I, I felt like they were fine, but like, I didn't, I, I just, there was something about the characters that I just kind of felt a little like, eh, about. Well, the thing that was weird, the thing that I felt was weird was that that gets into how how the the thing that I, I had trouble getting over was the fact that Proro was in the Blues Club, like and happened to witness like all of the very important events that happened firsthand, right. Uh, of right, like right. Lynette, like, like he meeting... literally, literally saw Lynette meet Simon for the first time. Yeah, and like clocks uh, that they kind of like, kind of yeah, really seemed to only have eyes for each other. Right, and then and then later it's like revealed that he was secretly hired by Book's mom to like spy on them and like all the and spy like that's Rosalie. why he was... yeah exactly Book and Rosalie because they were yeah, like they and, were and... like an item and uh, Book's mom didn't approve. And what's funny is like the coincidence, like they, they play at the at the beginning of the coincidence that like Perot is in Egypt and runs into book. Um, and it's revealed later that it wasn't a coincidence. So the funny thing was like for this kind of movie, it's like, I didn't care. Like it could have been a coincidence. Right. Like that, that didn't, that didn't matter. And like, ultimately like it didn't really make a difference in the end. Like he could have made all the same observations and just not been paid to be there in the first place. Right. Yeah, um, I, I I agree with that. I think another issue I had, not a huge issue, but it is something that like kind of gnawed away at me a little bit. I don't think, you know, as as beautiful as she is, obviously, I don't think Gal Gadot was the right choice to play Lynette. Um, Lynette's, interesting. Well, here's the thing. Lynette's characterization, when you really think about things that are said about her and go, it's like, she's not a hundred percent nice person like she's done some kind of things like yeah there's like the like when she was young the like kind of racist comment she had towards like rosalie that i don't you know she was young i i I view that a little differently but like she breaks up her maid's engagement and like 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 you know like like shit like that like that which for didn't seem like much of a reason um right oh yeah and then you know she's like casually terrible to the maid and is casually exactly and I didn't feel like I didn't feel like Gal Gadot could pull off that. Like Gal Gadot, maybe it's just because I always think of her as Wonder Woman or something, or Giselle. Uh, <laughs> both of whom are like kind of just good characters. But like right. I feel like I, I haven't seen her play Caddy, and in in any event, I don't feel like the Caddy part or like the like not nice part came across quite as well. Even when she was being casually rude, it still like seemed like I don't know someone playing at being rude rather than actually being rude. I, I think someone with a slightly more edge where it's like, I don't know. It, it it felt a little bit when she was killed. Like, it's like, yeah, like someone killed like a real saint, even though it's like, but she wasn't like, really like she wasn't, she wasn't bad. Like most of the other people were worse than her with, you know, the couple exceptions of the people who are kind of unambiguously good, but like, right. But still like it you know i don't know it, it could have come across I, I i think i don't know who i would have cast instead or anything but like it feels like maybe someone who could play that sense of like can be a bitch like 
a little I mean, better. Right. Like you need kind of a, like an Angelina Jolie type. Yeah. Um, that's not perfect either. But like, no, I think, like, I think, yeah. But like the kind of the point is, I I think is that like when she gets killed, we're supposed to like credibly believe that like everybody on the boat has a reason to want her dead. Sure. And you kind of, I don't totally buy it. Like no. I buy the people who want to kill her because of the position that she's in. Right. And like, like her, I don't know what that guy was, like her lawyer or whoever was there trying right. to get her to sign he, contracts. Yeah, there are a few that make sense. The The cousin who's the lawyer being one of them, where it's like, yeah, yeah. I could see why he would have killed her. Some of them just don't make sense. Like it's like so, exactly yeah, like it's like, like it's like sense. the Otterborns, like they would have killed her because she was like racistly mean to them when she was like a kid. Really? <laughs> like that, that 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 makes no sense. And that's kind of done. I mean, to the movie's credit, that's done away with pretty quickly. Like they don't really keep you in suspense about that very long. Yeah. He has like one interview with the two of them and he's just like, Yeah, you guys are fine. Um but yeah, even some of the others, like um, like like Russell Brand's character, it's like I think it's a little weak. Being like, it's like, oh, like you still carried a torch for her, so like the only way you could end your heartbreak would be to kill her. It's like that doesn't fit with who he is at all. Like, like no, he I mean, that's not he, how he wouldn't do he, that. He'd probably sooner kill himself. Right, exactly. Like he didn't play the character, or the character wasn't written that way to make that a believable thing right. to happen. Right, exactly. Yeah, for sure, the maid I could maybe believe. <clears throat> like 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 yeah. Rose, Ro- Rose Leslie's character is another one who you could kind of believe but again they pretty quickly make it clear that it's not her but that she knows something which absolutely turns out right. to be the case yeah exactly yeah. that uh, was a well yeah. done I mean I, I assume this is from the book but I thought that was a well done piece like when they interview her and like she gives kind of a very odd answer to his question of if he saw anything and there's this exchange between her and Simon. And then like that comes into play in the end when he explains kind of like that they were actually, she was like, it was a veiled threat that she was letting him know that she saw him like go in right. before he killed her. And he was letting her know that like he would give her, buy her off basically for her silence. Um, and I thought that was well done. It's like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. That was, that was like good, well-written kind of. Yeah. I thought so too. Cause even at the time I was like, well, that was weird. And then kind of forgot about it. And then they brought it back. I was like, oh, right. okay. It makes sense now. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, and I guess, and I guess maybe that's kind of the issue is like at the end when like, you know, the, the big let's gather everybody and I'll tell you what happened scene. Um, they've eliminated like a lot of people and there's just like a lot of people that you're just like, yeah, I, I know these people are all innocent. Right. Um, and that kind of takes a lot of the, suspense out of it like like i said like at the end like i didn't have a guess right uh who was guilty at the end like i didn't i, didn't, I was like i have no idea i guess we'll find out but like i didn't know and you know that makes it a little bit less fun yeah yeah exactly sometimes it's more fun when like something is clearly pointing a certain way and then it turns out it's like no it's this other person and like in retrospect all the clues fit perfectly with like this other person being the, the person completely <laughs> like those the, to me yeah, those totally. are the most fun ones where it's like they they have you pretty well convinced that it's like oh it's probably going to be this person and then it's like nope not at all um and yeah this one it was just like it's like i don't know and then like some like the the explanation at the end like pieces of it were quite satisfying because it really did answer a couple things where it's like okay this makes sense now 
and like oh that makes sense and like this is why this happened and then like some of it was a little more like i guess like i don't know like <laughs> i don't i don't know like right. yeah like i i like even like i don't know like i i guess i just wonder like carlo's older i get that and jackie's younger but like feels weird like it's like he couldn't catch up with her after she shot book like and they're like running through the like 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 she's like quite like she's like surprisingly good like during that scene of like trying to kill him and like shooting the like steam vent and like steam goes everywhere and all that right. it's just like i don't know it, it just felt weird that it's like so she did all that huh okay yeah and it, it, it was a little it was even a little unbelievable that like he didn't even see her like like he sh- like I, I don't know like you would know like her body size or like roughly how tall she is right and, like you know like there's like a lot of information he could have gotten from that right right exactly yeah it's and like they made it seem are... like very very shadowy and right weird like and... at that point there are yeah there, there are only a few women on the boat i mean i guess there was like half, half of the people are, are women but it's like it's not yeah but some, several of them have been killed at this point right right exactly the maid who would who would be like someone who is a very similar body size is dead and like the otterborns he's already kind of cleared it would be really weird right. if it turned out to be one of them and it's definitely not the godmother or her nurse like they, they have a totally different body type right and, and he would absolutely catch up with them so it's like right. it doesn't yeah, really yeah. leave too many other people at that point it was also weird. Oh, uh, the last, I, I know we like, we're talking about a lot of stuff that's weird, but yeah, the, the, the last thing I want to mention that's weird is basically like they, this weird thing happens where it's like, it, it feels like when they decide to get on the boat that essentially like Lynette has bought out the boat and it's like, this is what we're going to do to get away from Jackie. And then like they get to someplace. Papa symbol. And, yeah. And uh, the captain's like, "Oh, we're gonna take on some passengers. Right, right. People, other people have tickets, like kind of thing." Yeah, and then like she comes on, and they're like, "Well, she bought a ticket. What are you gonna do?" And it, and and two things are weird about that. One that like, for, for for all I can tell, she's the only person who gets on the boat. Like, if there's other people, I didn't notice them. Right. It's not like thirty people get on the boat, and, and suddenly the boat's full. Like the boat's still empty. Right, right, um, right. After that happens, no, that's true. Like, like you don't see other people on the boat apart from the staff like throughout right. the movie like like afterwards yeah yeah and it's like what and it's like i think she, she even said something about how like we have the boat all you know we have the boat to take us all the way to wherever and it's like i guess you don't like you just rented like 12 rooms or whatever right. and it's like if people want to get on they can i don't know that just it something it just felt weird that like they couldn't come up with a good way to get jackie on the boat so they just kind of did that right yeah yeah i agree i think it is kind of weird and like that whole thing just feels like it just it 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 literally does feel a little odd like through the whole movie where it's like she's just like gets that gets on there and is just kind of hanging out with them like 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 before right. like the shot like you know when when the murder takes place or like when when she quote unquote shoots simon and then like is there it's like they're, they're all at dinner or yeah, whatever they're, they're like just kind of hanging out there and it's just like it's like Faro, like, like she had a gun which she showed him, like before they got on, and like more or less implied she was gonna use it. Like, yeah. like, like, what are they doing? They're just like, well, like, 
like just gonna hang out it's like yeah i realize you can't arrest her or anything she hasn't done anything yet but like maybe don't just like hang out like yeah and it, 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 it's very much like well it's a free country what are you gonna do like i'm just gonna like i'm just gonna have dinner with you guys because <laughs> right. i bought a ticket on this boat it's right. like i don't think that's how that works right it, it's uh, yeah another yeah, thing was... um switching topics slightly another thing that i thought was not so much weird as bad <laughs> was <laughs> some of the cgi to show the egyptian landmarks it was like it was just weird looking like i'm thinking about like the opening part when he's at the pyramids and he sees book like uh-huh. flying the kite it's like it feels like they're like it feels like they're on a sound stage except they're mm. not it's cgi and yet it still right. looks like a sound stage in this very like weird way like the sky's all up weird and like I, it just had this weird feel to it um it really made me wish and i recognize that there are a few reasons why this is probably hard to do and especially if this is shot during the pandemic which it probably was like i get it but it's kind of a thing where it's like uh like how much better would some of this have been with just actual location shots like even to the far away ones of like the actual places like some of it you couldn't yeah. do because obviously these places look very different in the 30s or whatever than they do now i get that but i don't know like there it, it just it just look like i i just didn't love the look of this at times like because it looked so cgi in a way that like i don't know in, in there's some movies that use a lot of cgi where one it's really good and you can't tell or it's CGI, but it's like a fucking superhero movie or something. So it's like, yeah, of course, like I get it. Or like, you know, or it's like fucking like Guardians of the Galaxy or something. Well, it's like, well, of course it's CGI. We're in fucking outer space. Like, I'm not expecting right. anything to be real here. It The thing the thing about it was, for me, the, the, those pyramid shots and stuff like that, it somehow it made the environment feel small. And it didn't make it feel expansive. Yes, yes. I, I think that's very well said. It 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 yeah. had a feeling like, um, have you? Uh, it would have reminded me of this is going to be a weird poll, but have you? You've seen the Truman Show? Yes, I've seen the Truman Show. Yeah. Do you remember like there's a part where he they're looking through his childhood photo album and he's like, "Remember this is when we went to Mount Rushmore." And he's like, "It seemed a lot bigger back then." It's like this picture <laughs> of this like tiny little round Rushmore. Like that's how the pyramids kind of end up feeling in that seen a little bit like it's like this pyramid that's like i don't know somehow like one-fifth scale of the actual pyramids it's not yeah, real exactly it's not meant to be but it still feels no. that way. no you're right like yeah. it, it it did have like big mgm backlot energy <laughs> and didn't need to for any reason like it was weird um i did think though i will say i will say the shots a lot of the shots of the boat especially like that's at true night, that's true i, I really yes, good i like the boat shots Yes, they were yeah. they were pretty. They made, they made good use of the lighting on the boat as well. I yeah, think. the way the boat was lit up yeah. looked really nice. Yeah, yeah. now that that that, that was, is a good point. Those were good shots. Um, yeah, I, I did like that. Yeah. So so um, um, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to ask, like, do you think they're going to make more of these movies now? I think they are. This movie was a moderate success. Like it wasn't didn't you know burn the world down or anything, but it was like it it made its money back you know and 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 mm-hmm. then some like it's 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 not a flop um yeah i heard that they are making i actually looked it up and it said that they are planning on making another one i don't know kenneth branagh's idea was that eventually this might become like kind of like a 
not just Poirot thing where it's like they'd like introduce Miss Marple like in, you know, and have like other Agatha Christie like movies that are like kind of in the same world, but not like all Poirot, um, which, mm-hmm. you know, obviously that'll depend on who they get to be Miss Marple. Um, but I don't mind that. Like there's a place for these movies. Like I don't think this one was like, you, you know, we're, we're edging close to like final thoughts here, but like, like I don't like, I don't think this one was particularly well done, but it wasn't particularly badly done either. And like, at least in my mind, like, you know, we, we both talked about how we like Columbo and murder. She wrote and stuff. It's like, I feel like there's a place for these kinds of movies. Like they're, they are fun. It, it like this movie was definitely, it was very old fashioned in a way that's like, can kind of be pleasant sometimes where it's just like, yeah, like you kind of know what you're getting. And it's like, it is an old fashioned murder mystery. And I, yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think, I think there is a place for stuff like this, but I, I, the thing of it is, okay, uh, you, you want weird polls, I'll give you a weird Go poll. Go for it. Um, Law and Order recently came back on TV, or at least back on streaming, which is where I watch it. And, you know, it's, it was off the air for about 10 years and came back. And I, my wife and I started watching it, and we're, you know, the season's almost over. And the thing of it is, like, I walked, we walked into that show expecting the show that was on 10 years ago. And that's not what the show is. Like it's it's trying it's still law and order, but it's also trying to be more modern. Like there's more, you know, there's more social commentary than there was before. Um, there's, you know, it's it's less straightforward than it used to be. Mm-hmm. There's more like intercharacter drama right. than there used to be. And it was like, all right, like, yeah, that's what TV shows are now, but I also just kind of wanted law and order. Right. Um and I know what you mean. Like, there's this, there's a reason people liked Law and Order, and that's part of it. Like the fact that yeah. it was like kind of very much about the case, and like anything you got about characters were just in these like little incidental drips and drabs of like like a, just an aside that like someone says to someone else. Right. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like. I, I. Like. Yeah. So it's just it's just the show is what it is, yeah. right? And. And if it wants to be something different, that's fine. But like, that's not why I watch it. <laughs> I watch it because of what it is. And this movie, I have a lot of similar vibes, yeah. which is like, I walked in expecting something very straightforward, something very Knives Out-ish. Right. Like, not quite that, but you know what yeah, I mean, like yeah. in that straightforwardness. And because I didn't get it, like it leaves me, it leaves me wanting a bit. Yeah, no, I understand that. Totally. Because I think you're right. I think there's, I think there's like a more straightforward Agatha Christie adaptation, or what I think a straightforward Agatha Christie adaptation would be. I totally think there's room for that. Yeah. But this, this didn't feel like that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, those movies can be. Yeah, like you said, like a lot of fun, like in in a Law and Ordery, like in a comfort food kind of way, right? Like in in a way that it's just kind of yeah. like ah, like I can just sit down, pop this in, like. It's not going to blow my mind, but it's going to be like entertaining. And like at the end, they'll be like, that was good. And I kind of like some of the people who were in that. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I I hope, you know, they are going to make another one. I don't know if it's another Poirot one or if it's going to be something different. But I hope that it they don't they don't lean even harder into like the let's show the tortured character of like the detective or, you know, whoever it is. Like, because I feel like that's kind of missing, like missing the point. If if Poirot is back, it'll be it'll be really weird to either 
have him with the mustache or have him without it. Like either one will be weird the way they left it at the end of the right. Movie. That's true. That's a good point. I mean, you can't you can't have him without the mustache. But then if it's like with the mustache, it's like, does that mean something? Are we just supposed to forget everything that happened? Like, is this like a Bond thing where it's like we just forget the events of what happened in the previous movie completely and take this one on its own merits? I guess a pre-Daniel Craig Bond, I should say. Well, maybe they'll do a uh, a Fast and the Furious thing, and this movie's actually the last one, and they'll <laughs> insert movies before it. That would be amazing. It's like, uh, like, like every movie ends with like him being like, "Up, oh, almost time for me to go to Egypt." I will you know? say, like, kind I, of I noticed that none of the characters actually had the uh, actually had the the you know newer cell phones in this movie. <laughs> you know, it's clever, <laughs> clever to put that yeah. in. Timeless. Yeah. This movie could take place <laughs> at any time <laughs> period. <laughs> oh boy all right um before we go with some grades uh anything else you want to say about the movie that we haven't covered no i don't think so i i will say this i was the mustache let me down a little bit yeah i mean i was expecting a comically ridiculous mustache sure i've seen it's a little ridiculous yeah yeah, no i agree i agree it's not as ridiculous as it could be um, yeah, I, I guess that was a choice, you know. I guess they were like, "Well, we don't want people just staring at the mustache the entire movie and laughing." That's what we're here for—the eye candy, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, what do you give this in the end? Yeah, in the end, I think like I, without, I, I don't know if the context of having seen the first movie would help or help me or not. I don't know either. Um, but given taking this movie in isolation, like. I have to give it a two. Like I didn't like it that much and I don't have any desire to see it again. And um, I will check out the first one since it seems more straightforward and more what I want. And, if, and I just hope if they make more of them, like I hope they learn the right lessons from this one. Yeah, put it this way. I think, I think I could be wrong, but I think if you gave this one a two, you'd probably give the first one a three, which is, you know, it's yeah, that, so that's three worth, is hey, yeah. three is worth watching. Exactly. Exactly. I am right there with you. I, I I will give this a two. That's that's exactly where I am. Like I said, it's not it's not horrible. Like it's not laughably bad or anything like that. And it's like if it was on TV and you were like happen to you know catch it or you know if it's free at some point and this is the kind of movie you like, like you could try it. But I think a major caveat is in, is needed, which is what you were saying, where it's like there's like some character development or whatever you want to call it with Poirot that like doesn't really fit in here and you got to no. kind of you got to kind of wade through that it's and it's there throughout in like little bits it like pops up here and there um like I said I I feel like in those scenes when it comes up like Kenneth Branagh doesn't do that bad a job like I I actually really like the way he plays the scene um early-ish in the movie well not that early i guess because it's after they're on the boat and it's after jackie comes on board but it's when he has the after he's had the drink of champagne and he's on his way out and he talks to jackie about love and he oh, kind yeah. of, he talks about basically how his you know you find out that his wife died or his wife to be died like visiting him in a later time i guess in the uh in in the infirmary she was killed by a mortar shell and i just feel like he does a great job with that scene like that's that's maybe my favorite yeah scene of his uh that that isn't mystery based 
Um, no, yeah. I agree totally. That that's the best character development scene. Yeah, yeah, because it's fairly sure. understated. Like I feel like if you kept it at that and didn't have all the stuff with him, like trying to learn to love again with Salome, like all that, like like I just felt like that was unnecessary and also like didn't. We I know we're getting into all this new stuff now that I'm thinking about the end, but it's like I, I will say like that just didn't work for me. Like I like Kenneth Branagh at times, and I certainly like him. Like I like him enough as Poirot in a general sense, and I like Sophie Okonedo, but like. I didn't feel like their relationship or whatever it was made any kind of sense at all. Um, no, no. I, I thought like throughout most of that movie that it was just like a, a fun little flirtation that was happening. Right. And like, was not expecting like the, the last shot of the movie to have a freshly shorn, you know, pro Rose at the, at the club. Right. 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 Exactly. Uh, like, like that, that felt off to me. Um, and, and, and that scene with like, um, Poirot and Jackie on the boat, like that scene works just as well if you cut the whole war scene at the beginning. Absolutely, yeah, and and cut yeah. all the rest. Like that, it, it's the kind of thing. Like like we were just talking about Law and Order, right? And like how it's like you do get some character things in the old Law and Order, but they're like just like little touches thrown in that just like hint at like a a like richer inner life for the characters beyond like what you see of them, but like don't really yeah. get into it, right? And it's like, and then they like they'll they'll mention it every once in a while here. Same thing with Columbo. You know, it's like, there's always this hint of like, it's like, Oh, Mrs. Columbo. And like, you'll reference these things, but like, you obviously never see it ever. Um, and that was what that scene was. Like, that would be a good thing where it's like, Oh, there's this, like, he is actually a very emotional person. He like maybe feels so deeply in a way and, and like just pushes it all down. And, and mm -hmm. that's how it is. And that would have been great as like one scene and like not yep. referencing anything else. Yeah, I agree. See, just fucking get us in there to be editors. We're always making movies shorter. Yeah. We're never making them longer. <laughs> I mean, this was two hours, and two hours is not super long, but it didn't even have to be two hours. Right. No. So this movie could have been in and out yeah. in like 90, 100 minutes. Right. We would have gotten to that murder 40 minutes in instead of an hour in if we got Holy some of that stuff crap. we were talking about. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, a, a, a two. Like it's it's not the the worst thing, but yeah, I I feel the same way as you. Like it's like I don't really have a desire to see it again. There's an old version of this that I wonder if I want to see or not. I, I maybe want to look into it and see if it's like atrocious or if people like it. But it's like from the seventies, late late seventies, and I think it's actually oh. is filmed on location, which is like one of the things I was talking about. And uh, you know, like all these movies do has a has a big cast. Um, like I feel like. Betty Davis is in it. Like, I don't know. So, oh, if, yeah. The one from 1978 yeah. with Mia Farrow? Yeah, that's the one. So I assume Mia wow. Farrow is Lynette in that one. Uh, nope, nope, Jackie. Oh, she's Jackie. Okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah, Maggie Smith, Angela Lansbury is in it. David Niven, Jack Warden. Yeah, these, these are like cool people who are in this. Yeah, oh, yeah. This. If, there's, if this is yeah, easy to watch. I don't know that I'm gonna watch, watch this one soon, but yeah, yeah. And Peter Ustinov is is uh, Poirot, which yeah, I mean, that that could be good. I, I feel like Peter Peter Ustinov, you know, sometimes plays kind of ridiculous people, so this might be like kind of a more ridiculous Poirot. Yeah, I'm trying to think what I know him from. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what you know him from too. <laughs> oh, he played. Pro I can't. This is a terrible thing for me because I cannot pronounce Hercule. Pierrot very well um but he played him a lot as it turns out right yes in the in the 80s yes after this yeah 
Right. Yeah, in, in quite a few different things. Um, yeah, we'll figure out. But yeah, probably the thing you know him from the, the most. I mean, he's in he's in a lot of things, and this is not nearly what he's known for most. But I assume you've seen Logan's Run. I have seen Logan's Run. He's the old man when they when they come out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Not, not not like his. You know, I'm sure when he passed away, that wasn't like <laughs> like. Peter Ustinov, old man and Logan's old run. Old man, oh, yeah, exactly. you know him from. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, all right. Um, have you seen or did you read or are you aware of um the time traveler's wife? Uh, my wife read the book, um, and she explained it to me one day and based on that explanation i said mm, this doesn't really sound like it's for me um but because there's i don't know like i i i almost used the term body horror which is like not what there is but like they're <laughs> like i mean but he like, uh, yeah yeah but you know what i mean yeah, like I it's like eh, i don't i don't i don't need yeah that. yeah so, <laughs> so, so i read the book um not very long after it came out, I think I was, I was in a, when I, when I first moved to Washington, DC, I was in a, a book club uh, with some, you know, other 20 somethings who I kind of knew, but didn't really, anyway, this was a book we read. We read all kinds of weird books, but this was a book we read. And I really liked it actually. When I, when I read it, there was just something about it that I, it, it was a nice combination of like emotion and like cool plotting, um, you know, mm -hmm. in, in terms of like how the story turns in on itself at various points. Um, I, I thought was kind of well done and, and kind of neat. Um, and then, you know, they made a movie out of it um, in 2009 or no, it was more recent than that, but it's with Eric Bana and um, Rachel McAdams. And I saw pieces of it and just the pieces I saw, I were like, well, this blows like, you know, <laughs> like, like for you, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's, yeah, it's yeah. one of those where it's like, yeah, you know, like for, for that book, which like I said, I liked a fair amount. Like it felt like it was missing all of the, like, I don't know. It felt like it was accentuating all the wrong parts of the story in a way, like all the parts that I thought in my head, like, it's like, well, this is a part that really like gets me or like, that's really cool. Or like that really has some resonance. And then it would like barely even be there. Like they would like focus on this other thing where it's like, who the fuck cares about that? Anyway, I bring mm -hmm. this all up because they're doing a mini series of it now on HBO that I'm thinking that I, that I, of whether I want to subject myself to or not, it stars one of the cast members of, uh, of, the movie we just talked about death on the nile it stars uh rose leslie as uh as the as um claire the 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 woman in the story and then that the titular wife yes exactly and then the titular time traveler is played by uh theo james who was like the guy in divergent like like the oh yeah that like, fucking means nothing to right, me exactly. I've, I've yeah i've seen divergent i think or pieces he of played it. divergent in divergent yes, exactly he was the, tit I assume that's <laughs> the titular divergent he actually is not the titular divergent there is the, there's no one named divergent but people can be divergent and shailene that's Sh extremely upsetting yes, that, shailene woodley uh, is the titular divergent um that really should that, that movie really that series should, really should be about someone named divergent, divergent <laughs> with, with no other explanation of like this is just that's, this person's name that's what they named him <laughs> yeah so, yep yeah, your mom really didn't like you, did she? <laughs> um, and the other thing worth noting about this um, this this miniseries, which is why I'm mentioning it to you, and you may already be aware of this, is that the miniseries is um, 
created by, or I, I don't know exactly what the credit is, Stephen Moffat. Um, so oh, yeah, so I mean, yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes because Stephen Moffat obviously it's like he's got his foibles as well of of, of things that he, things he does well and things he doesn't do well. Put it that way. How much Sherlock did you watch? I watched the first. Did I watch all the way through the third series? I think I did. Oh, I, but watch I don't. That much. Yeah, I definitely watched the first two, um, and then I maybe okay. never finished the third. I mean, I finished. There's like three or four episodes in each one, but like, <laughs> yeah, I watched the first and I watched the second. That one, that that much I'm sure of. Okay, because yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, I I like people. Different people have different opinions. I liked Moffat's run on Doctor Who. Um, it worked for me, right. and I get how it wouldn't work for everybody, but I liked it. His um, run is the is the initial new run, right? Or is it? Or is it the second? No. It's the one that comes after the second one. He's the middle run. Okay. And what's interesting? So what's interesting about Moffat's run on Doctor Who is he has an ongoing storyline that takes place over several years of two characters who end up getting married, but because of time travel shenanigans, they have their relationship out of order. Right. So basically the time traveler's wife. So basically, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that basically is absolutely the time traveler's wife. Right. And, and yeah. yeah. There is a really neat thing with the time traveler's wife where, <clears throat> like you said, it's like because of time, I, mean, I assume it's probably the same with the Doctor Who thing where it's like you have these, like you have these two characters and it's like the time traveler has the entire relationship like in order for him like like chronologically for right. him he starts at a certain he meets her for the first time at a certain time and then from that point forward meets her again and again and again whereas she has known him like since she was a kid basically and like oh, and, like has had this older version of him coming back and seeing her and like all that and so like it's it's it, like the movies or the, the book's kind of cool that way like i like that it's like it starts more or less with them meeting each other for the first time like in the present day sort of like like he's like uh, i forget how old they're supposed to be i, th I think like he's like in his late 20s and she's in her early 20s something like that mm -hmm. and he is like from his point of view he's like oh it's like she's pretty like she's really beautiful and she like comes up to him and like throws her arms around him like he it's like like he's like a god because it's like she's like he's the love of her life and she knows right. that but he doesn't like he's meeting her for the first time and that's kind of like a it's it's neat the way that kind of plays out in the beginning, I think. So it's very funny because the the I can't believe we're talking about this, but <laughs> but the Doctor Who arc is very similar insofar as like the first time the Doctor meets River, um, like you you follow the Doctor who is meeting her out of order, but you know she's experiencing him in chronological order, right? And the first time they meet. Um, the first time he meets her is the last time she meets him, the last time she ever sees him. Um, so they're, they kind of start at reverse yeah, and kind yeah, of work yeah. and kind of, you know, cross back over again. Yeah, that's a weird, um, that, that almost, I mean, it's different, obviously, but that like reminds me a little bit of like Benjamin Button kind of where it's like the. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's, it's not, different, it obviously, because that's perfectly like in reverse. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, and then the very last time the doctor sees River is the night before the first story takes place. Oh, weird. Um, yeah. And, and, and like she, she goes off and knows that like, this is, she knows this is her last night together. And that like, he's, she's going to meet the very young doctor and then not see him again. Right. Right. Um, why does, so, okay. I want to spoil, I want a spoiler for the time traveler's wife. 
um, why does he time travel? All right, so spoiler for the time travel of the life, because <laughs> we, we we didn't we didn't have that in the uh, title. People know they're going to be spoiled about Death on the Nile. Um, he time travels because uh, basically there's he, there's a mutation. It's like a gene mutation. Um, but like hmm. there might be other people who have it, but like he's as far as he knows, he's the only one who has it. But then like later in the novel, like he travel, he doesn't travel forward in time very much at all. Like it's it there's hmm. there must be something about the mutation. He he kind of ruminates that there must be something about it where he keeps getting drawn back to past parts of his own life as well. Like hmm. one of the central things of his life is that like he had these two very loving parents and then his mom died in a car crash. Um, He was in the car, but he was unharmed. His mom died in a car crash. And then from that point on, his dad was like ruined and like distant. And like it it really fucked up his childhood, basically, from that point on. He constantly travels back to that car crash that and it's like mm. and he like says at one point, like it's like if you looked if you were a third party observer, like if you were an omniscient person and looked around at the site of that car crash, you would see like I'm there like 30 times. Like, I'm like, like, I'm like behind the fire truck. I'm like, here, he's like, I'm actually a person who puts like a coat around myself as I'm like sitting there shivering, waiting for the police or something like like that. Like, it's like, like when he's back there, does he see the other versions of himself? He probably does. Like, it's it's not this is definitely is not a thing where it's like, oh, like the world will blow up if you interact with yourself. Like he interacts with himself like many, many times throughout the course of the and, and it's the it's movie, not like a, he creates a splinter universe no. every time he does it or something no, like that. No, no no it's it's more of just like that has already like like nothing can be changed he makes that clear like it's like like when he goes back there there's nothing he can do to like stop that car crash from happening and like mm -hmm. i think it's also a thing where it's like yeah like he he puts that that you know thing around like like he puts like a coat around himself like that happened like it's like like that has always happened like that has always been what's there kind of right he did it because, because he, he did it yeah, yeah exactly because he did right, it yeah right exactly yeah so it's uh, um, sorry what i was gonna say is like so he goes forward in time occasionally and he does go forward in time at one point and talks to his daughter they they have a kid in the end and like he talks to his daughter and his daughter is also has the gene where she moves around yeah. in time because then later on she actually comes back to like to like and plays like she like a i don't know teen version of herself or like 10 or 11 year old version of herself comes and plays with like a the three-year-old version of herself that they that the two of them like have as, as a kid but she like they make it clear in that future point because they're like the teacher is asking like who this is or something and like she says like oh he's like a cdp like me and then she's like chrono displaced person and it's like it's clear that it's like in that period of time this has become a more common thing or there's been research done on it and there are like people who like this is a known thing now something hmm. like that so yeah they, they they get into that kind of like like and there's like a whole plot like subplot where it's like he makes friends with this doctor basically who's helping him research how to like if there's a way to control it or like what it's doing to his body or like you know all that kind of stuff and like some of it is that they want to have a kid and this is kind of gnarly but they want to have a kid and like she has like multiple miscarriages because the fetuses all carry this gene and they keep hopping out of her like Jesus. Yeah, yeah it's it's kind of horrifying at times and and does he or does he not like jump back into like world war one and get like no his leg blown off or something he like that I think of something. He, he does like he he there is like some yeah his his body goes through a beating but like not from like ev from that. everything takes place in his lifetime like he's 
Yeah. Okay. He doesn't leave his timeline, as it were. Right. Exactly. He does not leave his timeline, <laughs> as it were. Um, okay. I'm always curious because remember we watched time travel movies a long time ago and there was like that um, Christopher Reeve yes. movie where he time travels by like, by, like Falling asleep in a hammock or something. Or like listening to the song or whatever. I forget what it is. Yeah, whatever it was. Somewhere in time, right? That's that's the Somewhere in time. That's what it was called. Yeah. Yeah. I I always like the reasons people come up for Me too. I mean, that was a novel one. I will say that. Like I remember when we watched that being like, Well, this is different. Like it's like there's not even a like that that one is much more like a he travels back in time because of like magic, more or less, like not because of like some sci-fi explanation. Yeah. Um there's a wasp on my desk. Ah, just you flew you, in and landed you were, here. You were looking walking and around. Like, what is going on over there? You're giving some weird looks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to decide how freaked out about it I should be. Yeah, that's fair. I would feel the same way if I were you. That seems like as good a reason as any to maybe head out <laughs> head out of this uh this episode. Um you uh people can uh contact us a couple different ways. They can email us at uh talktopodflix at gmail.com. They can tweet at us uh, at Podflix. And mm-hmm. um, I think that's probably the only two things they can do right now. Probably. I think my computer's really warm, can... so it's it's staying on my computer. Yeah, that makes sense. They can come oh, over to this Paul's way. house and kill this wasp worm. <laughs> yeah, please, yeah. someone do that. Oh, Jesus. Um, this is like a this is like a comical thing that's going to end in me like knocking my desk over and like pitting myself underneath <laughs> it trying to kill this wasp. This is what I see happening. Oh god! How did it get in here? All the doors are closed, and it's nighttime. You think there's like a hole somewhere or something like that? <sighs> or it's a time traveling wasp. Yeah, there you go. The chrono displaced bug. <laughs> That's what I want. The time traveler's wasp. <laughs> oh God, he's coming right for me. He's charging you. And he's still just crawling, right? Like he's not flying. No, he's, he's not flying. Yeah, but he did fly in. He flew, flew in and landed. He didn't just somehow crawl I, I, on the desk. I, yeah, I don't think, I don't see how he could have. Yeah. At a, oh man, what am I going to do? This happens every once in a while to me, not as or as bad as it is for you, but like, there's just like a bee all of a sudden in the house and it's like i have no idea like the door has not been open for like any period of time and i would have seen the bee come in and it's like i can right. only conclude that like in our screen door in the back there's some kind of hole or something that like bees can come through because it's always around the same part of the house that these bees appear oh yeah they don't appear often it's not like oh man we have this huge bee problem but they'll come and then my kids will freak out and so i can't freak out even though i really want to <laughs> and 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 I just have to try to figure out how to kill this bee, or 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 I or, mean I am very much usually try to just get it outside. I don't really want to kill a bee. Yeah, I am very much the the household dealer with of bugs. Um, and where I am, like, do you get do you get stink bugs? We get so many stink bugs here. We haven't got that many here. This area, yes, gets stink bugs. We've I think just been lucky not to get them. Yeah, we get tons, and then they freak my daughter out. Yeah, like, oh yeah, in a big bed because they're kind of big and kind of loud. Big, yeah, no. and completely harmless unless you crush them, and then your hand stinks for the next twenty minutes. Right. I mean, we had cicadas anyway. last year, so that was about as bad. We never as really got many. We, uh, we were expecting them, and then didn't. I can't see it anymore, and that's, that's more worrying yeah, that than being able worrisome. to see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Anyway, that was that was bug talk. Yeah, bug talk. Are you? We got we, we keep promising these spinoffs. Yeah. yeah. You first, you got to build up the beloved brand yeah. with within the within the main property. We should do a podcast called Chrono Display Chrono Displaced Bug. And I don't know exactly what it would be about, but I like that name. The most confused bug that's ever existed. <laughs> <laughs>